Hey church, how are you doing? We're going to get into the word together, but before we do that, let's pause. Let's pray. Father, would you show us your heart today? Jesus, would you speak to us? Holy Spirit, we, we submit ourselves to you. Do as you will. Amen. So it's Pentecost Sunday and we're celebrating Pentecost and we as well getting into the last letter of pray, P as for pause, R for rejoice and reflect, A for ask and Y, Y for yield. And it's great to actually get into the yield on Pentecost Sunday because Pentecost Sunday is the day the Holy Spirit was poured. Jesus baptized his disciple in the Holy Spirit as John talked about him, John the Baptist, in the Gospel of John, first chapter. He said, he would come after me, would baptize you, that he was talking to the whole of Israel in the Holy Spirit. And Pentecost, the reason God shows that actually the Holy Spirit would come on Pentecost, that he would release his Holy Spirit on us in Pentecost, because Pentecost was a Jewish celebration called Shavuot, and it was uh, 50 days after uh, Passover. And on that day, the Jews used to celebrate the first fruits, which is the first grains and it's sweet usually, but that's the first, first harvest of the year. So they really celebrate that, that God was good to them, gave them something, and it's new, it's new, it's a new creation. So we celebrate the new creation, because the new creation happens with, through the Spirit. The birthing of the Church of Christ, the body of Christ, how that body is going to be on earth, representing Jesus for real, happens through the Spirit. The second thing that they were celebrating, actually, is that this was the day in the tradition that the law was given. And we are celebrating that this is the inauguration of the new covenant. You remember Jeremiah said that the new covenant is going to be written on your heart. The new covenant is from the inside out. It's going to be something that you live. And we celebrate that because it's not the giving of the law that was written on the stone, but the giving of the law that can now be written on our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And this is why we live the life of Christ. This is how we live the life of Christ. And yield, yielding to the Holy Spirit is what makes that possible. We need to be filled and you get filled and you can get continuously filled if you yield. You see, being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just an event or an experience that you experience once. It's something that was meant, especially when you read in the book of Acts, that to happen again and again and again. Actually, it should happen every day and maybe even more than one time in the day. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit and I need to yield to the Holy Spirit. Sometimes we have a problem with the word yield and, and as well with the Holy Spirit. Yield, we don't like it because it's like you lose control and it is like that, isn't it? It's, it's, it's that you lose your own mastery over your life. 
And it is like that. And the Holy Spirit, because sometimes we look at the images that are in the Bible, like, like power, when Jesus said you will be clothed with power, or wind, or water, fire, and it feels like just a force. And we're used to deal with forces like we use forces, but you don't yield to it because it's not a person. But let me tell you, the Holy Spirit is a person, is the third person of the Godhead, and we have to address and relate to the Holy Spirit as a person. And He is Lord. He is Lord over us. And he is the one who leads us. This is why you need to yield. And you yield when you really get to see and grasp that He is Lord. And that He deserves all glory. God deserves all glory. God is the one who created you and I. God is the one who redeemed us. Jesus on the cross. His resurrection, His ascension, His power, His victory. He's the one who created us. He's the one who redeemed us. And He is the one who came to live in us. The Holy Spirit. We yield to the person of the Holy Spirit because He deserves to have the say, the first word and the last word in everything in our lives. Sometimes we don't yield because we believe, but sometimes we yield because we get overcome. You can be overcome by His love, but you can be overcome as well when you reach your end. When you really get to admit your weakness. When you try and try and try and, and you don't get to really succeed. Do you remember Jacob? Jacob when he fought with God. And when he couldn't really get through. When he couldn't succeed. He gave in. And he said bless me. Bless me. So yielding. Yielding is submission. Yielding that you submit to God. Yielding is, is that you, you give him control. Yielding is obedience. Yielding as well is that you become malleable and, and, and get to be shaped. And yielding is, is in agriculture, is yielding fruits. That, these are definitions of yielding. And what would get us to yield? Let me read with you. The first four verses in the book of Acts, chapter 2. It says this. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing wind, uh, of, a, of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I want to pick four words that are mentioned here. In verse 2 it says that the Holy Spirit filled the whole place that they were sitting in. And and the word baptism and being baptized in the spirit is basically imagine that the room is like is like a vessel or, or or a pool and and you get immersed in it. So I want to pick up on that first word being the Holy Spirit filled the place and the 
the people of God, the disciples and the others with them, they were in that room. So they were immersed, immersed in God's presence. See, the thing is, when you die something, Jesus spoke about to, to, to his disciples when they wanted to sit on his right hand and, and left hand. In some of the translation, you get, can you drink the cup that I'm going to drink? Can you be baptized? Can you be dyed, colored with my color? See, dyeing is a process where you have a color and it's in a big vessel big container and then you put that garment in and you don't just dip it and get it out you don't you don't spray it from the outside you want to soak it in and keep it in so that color would seep through the fabric and reach every fiber of that cloth and and fill it and color it inside and out every bit of it you know one of the stories that i want to share, to share with you is jeremiah 18 it speaks about the potter and the clay and the clay could be hard maybe it's hard because it is baked in the sun it's soil and then the, he takes the soil and makes it into the clay and then make something with it maybe it's baked it's stone hard and you remember when jesus said in the parable of the sower that if it's too hard like a road, the word of God doesn't even get in and it gets stolen. But he takes the soil and then he puts water and he soaks it with water and then start forming the clay bit by bit. And with the water seeping through, that clay, that earth becomes soft and gelling together with the water keeps doing that so that the clay would be a good clay if there is still hardness in that clay it won't get shaped it will crack the potter will be trying shaping it and it won't shape because it's hard it's not yielding it doesn't want to get along with the will of the potter but we are called to yield and being immersed in the holy spirit is what makes us malleable shapeable so that the potter would shape us and he would shape us according to his will we don't want to tell him why are you shaping me like that or like this sometimes we feel that and he is the potter we want him to shape us maybe he's pressing too hard because he wants that wall of the vessel to be thinner Maybe he's curving bits. Maybe he's twisting parts. We don't know. We cannot see the full picture. Only the potter knows how we should come about and look like. Give in to the potter. And in order to give in, you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you need to yield to the Holy Spirit. The second word, you find it in, in verse 3. And in verse 3, it says that those that fire that appeared... Those flames kind of divided and rested, settled, sat on each of them. And when I hear the word resting, I remember when Jesus said, Come to me, all those who are burdened, carrying heavy loads. Come to me and I will give you rest. And this is how I will give you rest. 
Learn from me, he's saying in this well, carry my yoke. Now here is the thing about the yoke. The yoke was that piece of wood that links between two oxen or, or two bulls. And there's always a, a, a big bull who is the strong bull, the bull that has been is experienced and knows the way, goes before you. And the young bull, a little bull, not so strong most probably yet, but when you yoke the young bull with the old bull, they can pull the plow. If you allow the yoke of Jesus to settle on you, to rest on you, to sit on you, and you don't fidget and you don't try to go your way and you don't do your thing, you allow yourself to be yoked with Jesus. Here are the things that would happen. When you're yoked with Jesus, when you're yoked with the Holy Spirit, first you get companionship because he's next to you all the time. But second, even if you don't know the way, he teaches you the way because he leads you on. So you get led and you get taught and you get the companionship and you get to achieve things though you are not able to achieve them because he is strong. Let the yoke of Jesus rest on you. And that's by yielding. You see, Jesus said, learn from me, for I'm humble and meek. It takes humility to accept the yoke, to yield. And it takes meekness to be led. Let's yield. Let's yield to the Holy Spirit. The third word, and you find it in, in verse 3. And it, said, it says that, uh, the, the disciples and everyone was filled. And the word here that I want to use it, uh, as opposite to immerse, actually in the Greek there are two different words, the infilling. Because this is not that the Holy Spirit filled the space around them, so on the outside of them. This is the Holy Spirit filling them. They were filled. So that infilling resembles resembles when you are filled with life or you're not filled with life. You can have life on the outside of you. You can have beauty on the outside of you and maybe inside it's not. You can have light on the outside of you, but maybe inside it's not. You remember Jesus when he went to the tomb of Lazarus? Four days after Lazarus died and first his sisters met Jesus and they told him, oh, if you were here, but it's past now, you can't do anything. He's dead. He's dead. Nothing can be done. That's not true. Jesus said, if you believe, you will see the glory of God. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Let me put it like that. If you yield, if you yield, you will see the glory of God. Not just you see the glory of God. You would get raised from the dead. I don't know if you feel any part of you that is dead. But look at this. Because they yielded. Because as well the people who were around them yielded. And they rolled the stone out of the grave. And Jesus said his word. And the Holy Spirit went snatched Lazarus from the dead. Raised him up by putting life in him. He was filled with life again, with the breath of God and pulled him out of the grave. 
even though he was bound, he was tied with that linen cloth that, that is what they do when people are dying. And he got out. Not everyone in the grave came out. The Holy Spirit went to the person that his family yielded and he got out. And he was untied, unbound, and he had life. See, if you and I allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, if we really allow him to fill us, not keeping things from him and things that are precious to us, filling that space instead of we empty ourselves like Jesus did and he would fill us, you'll have life and an abundant life. The fourth word that it says about the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit gave them to speak out. And I want here to use the word outflow. You see, if you are filled, there will be an outflow. You remember Jesus saying, come to me all you who are thirsty, and I will give you to drink. And out of your innermost parts, out of your heart, a river will flow. If you allow the Holy Spirit to be your Lord, if you allow God to be your God, your King, your Master, this is what happens. You also flow. You flow with blessings and life over everyone around you. You speak in his language, yes. You speak of his truth, yes. You speak of his greatness, yes. But you speak as well of words of life to people, words of knowledge and words of prophecy. And not just that, you touch those who are sick and they will be healed. You will raise the dead because you have life in you. I remember because of that part of the outflowing, when Jesus was saying, I am the vine and you are the branches. All what you need to do is to abide in me, is to stick to me, it's to yield to me. If you accept the life that is coming through me, if you accept my words, my commandments, my love, if you only live on that, you will bear fruit. You see, a branch doesn't produce fruit except that the sap that is in the vine would come through, would flow through. And the outflowing of that is the grapes, the fruit. If you yield to the Holy Spirit, you will bear fruit and much fruit. But also if we don't, you know, Jesus was the one who said every branch that doesn't bear fruit gets get cut off. It gets, uh, it gets cut off. And, and it's thrown in the fire. Why? Let's yield. You know, in this life, we have our ambitions, we have our dreams, we have our, our, our timetable, we have our schedule, we have, we have our rules, our values. We are so individualistic. And we don't like this idea of yielding. We have our understanding and even our, our rules about how the world should run. Even how, when we live, how, how things should happen and they should be like that and we know why they should be like that. But if we yield to the Holy Spirit, 
and give in and give up control, if we submit, if we obey, we experience life. He immerses us and we get shaped and colored like him and we get to be malleable in the hand of God. If we allow him to rest on us, we get to be led and we get to learn and we get the companionship. If we allow him to fill us on the inside, we get life on the inside, not performing and acting on the outside, not doing good, but really alive from the inside. And then because of that, there will be an outflow, an outflow to all those who are around us. Friends, let's yield. Let's yield to the Holy Spirit. I wonder if you want to pray with me now. I wonder if you want to kneel or stand up, open your hands or, or put your hands up as if you're surrendering. I wonder if you want to prostrate even on the floor. I wonder if you're able, if you're not, you're just sitting, but, but really submitting your heart, humbling yourself. And asking Holy Spirit, come, I choose to yield, help me to yield. I pray that you immerse me, immerse me with your presence, that I will become malleable again and shapeable in your hand. I pray that you would rest on me and direct me and lead me, teach me the way, how to come to the Father through Jesus Christ. I pray that you fill me from within with your life. I want to yield, if, if I'm keeping anything, Lord, on the inside that is precious to me and I don't want to give it up, I pray, Lord, that you'd help me to give it up. And I, I choose to give it up now so that all of me would be filled with your presence. I pray, Lord, for the outflow that would glorify your name. Pray, Lord, that life, fruits would come out that would glorify your name. Choose to yield. 